At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSN, the sports betting network. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. This week is the final week of the NBA first half. First half, excuse me. The All Star break will be this weekend in Cleveland. So you got All Star Saturday night. And then, of course, uh, the All Star game on Sunday. Team LeBron, Team Durant, the whole draft, all that stuff. No one cares. Uh, I haven't seen any betting lines out just yet for, um, you know, dunk contest, three-point contest, but I'm sure we'll get some of those and and have some fun with those uh, if there are places where you can place those bets. What I've noticed, uh, or what we've been tracking, I should say, is how well the NBA favorites did last week. There was quite the run for the NBA favorites. I mean, we were talking about them, and it was it was almost historic, right? Like how over starting with last Saturday, not this past Saturday, starting with last Saturday, the domination by NBA favorites. And whether that was going to continue or if the trend was going to you know, society. Maybe, you know, there'd be some regression, if you will. Well, it looks like the regression may have started here on Monday. You know, last week, NBA favorites were on a run of 38-9-2 and two against the spread in a one-week span. And actually, if you continue... So that was on Saturday, NBA favorites went 7-4 and four straight up. So 38-9-2 ATS. On Sunday, I believe it was 2-0. and oh With this, just, just the two NBA games. So that would make it 49-2 against the spread. 49, four, not, not 49, 40 wins, nine losses, two pushes for NBA favorites since uh, last Saturday. And now, after a Monday 
which saw the underdogs dominate going five and four, this trend is starting to maybe flip. But why is that happening? Okay, what's going on here? Maybe this is just was bound to happen. The NBA favorites had an incredible eight-day run, and now the underdogs are going to start winning. Okay. Or possibly this could be just a little bit of a lull for these teams. The all-star break is here. Uh, well, it's just a couple of days away. And maybe we're seeing now that teams are just going to kind of coast here until the All-Star break. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets were one of the underdogs that won here on Monday. And they snapped their 11-game losing streak. The Nets beat the Kings 109-85. They were one-and-a-half-point dogs. And in that game, their new additions really came through for them. Okay, you had Seth Curry scoring 23 points to go along with seven rebounds and five assists. You also had Andre Drummond 11 points with nine rebounds, four assists, and a block. And off the bench, well, Blake Griffin didn't really play. LaMarcus Aldridge, 19 points off the bench with... Eight rebounds. Patty Mills had just eight points. But this team now, and and I've been saying it, and maybe I'm just anti-James Harden. It was addition by subtraction, getting rid of him. And I think this team got better. Because I think that Drummond provides them a center. Uh, You know, him and Aldridge now can split time. Aldridge played 19 minutes. Drummond played 24 minutes. You got Seth Curry who fills a void of an outside shooter that they've been missing ever since Joe Harris went down. He was three of eight from three-point range. When Kyrie Irving plays for them on the road or if the vaccine mandate gets lifted, who knows, but this team is going to go on a little bit of a run here, I think. And they don't even have to, by the way. They don't. Because when Kevin Durant comes back, And if Kyrie plays, you know, we're talking about a really good team, borderline elite team, when it comes to possibly playing in, like, the playing round of the NBA NBA playoffs. And then, at that point, it's anybody's ballgame. You get into the tournament, and you have yourself uh, a seven-game series. Who's going to beat you four out of seven? Now, the Nets are your favorite to win the Eastern Conference at plus 195, followed by the Milwaukee Bucks and the 76ers at plus 330. Speaking of the Sixers, James Harden will not play until after the All-Star break. Uh, The Miami Heat at plus 550. Now, they're an interesting team. They're a team that I actually really like here in the Eastern Conference. Been talking about them for a while now. The Miami Heat, they are your number one seed right now in the East. Uh, 37-20. The Heat uh, will be in action on Tuesday as they will host the Mavericks, and they are a uh, small favorite, about two-and-a-half-point favorite here for the Heat over the Mavericks on Tuesday. But I really like this Heat team at plus 550. The other team to possibly look at, and we talked about it briefly, I mean, like months ago, was the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are at plus 1,600 
to win the Eastern Conference. They are a half a game back of the Miami Heat right now. They have a record of 37-21, and 21, which is not just a half game back of the Miami Heat. It's also, what, the fourth, fifth best record in the entire NBA? And they also just might have the MVP of the league. DeMar DeRozan is on an incredible run right now. Like, we're talking a historic run over the past several games. He now has had six straight games with 35 or more points shooting over 50% from the field. To put that into perspective, the only other player in NBA history to do that, Wilt Chamberlain. If DeMar DeRozan on Wednesday against the Sacramento Kings scores 35 points and shoots better than 50% from the field, he will break that record and become the only player in NBA history to have a run like this. You can find his odds to win the MVP up on DraftKings right now at plus 4,000. And when you consider the players in front of him and his performance, there's no reason why he should not be a top four, maybe top five candidate to be the MVP. Joel Embiid's your favorite, followed by Nikola Jokic, then Giannis, then Curry, then John Morant, then Devin Booker, and then Chris Paul. And then DeMar DeRozan. And that is absolutely going to change. I'm telling you right now, we're going to wake up tomorrow and those odds are going to go down. I've already seen it here in town much lower than the plus 4,000. I think here at Circuit, it was plus 5,000. I'm telling you, after the show, I'm going to go to that window and place this bet and I'm hoping that it stays at plus 5,000. His numbers are just, he's having an incredible run. He's having an incredible season. Earlier this season, he did he had a great run. Maybe had a little bit of a lull, but now this run is historic. And actually, if you look at win probability added this season, DeMar DeRozan has added 8.28 win probability percentage which is the combined win probability impact of field goals and free throws and turnovers, which is like everything you want from a player, right, on offense. He's at 8.28. The second best in the league is Nikola Jokic at 5.34. So even analytically, DeMar DeRozan is having the best season right now. At plus 4,000 up on DraftKings, plus 5,000 somewhere, anything above plus 2,500 or whatever. Place a little bit of a bet here to Mar DeRozan to be the MVP of the NBA. I know it's early. We're just at the All Star break. Not even there yet. We still have a couple of days left. 
before the All-Star break. But there's no better value on the board right now than DeMar DeRozan to be the NBA most valuable player. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll take a look at uh, the NHL games from Monday and the schedule for Tuesday. What exactly has been going on in on the ice and maybe a little bit of Olympic hockey talk as well. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. There were just four games on the ice here on Monday. Favorites won three of them. Uh, in fact, the three favorites all covered the puck and a half, uh, the one and a half puck line. Uh, the Wild beat the Red Wings seven to four. It was the Maple Leafs over the Kraken six to two, and the Oilers a three nothing shutout over the Sharks. The only upset was the Blackhawks, who beat the Jets in Winnipeg. Three to one. On Tuesday, we have several heavy favorites on the ice. You got the Blues, minus 200 on the road at the Senators. The Lightning, minus 280 at New Jersey. Pittsburgh, minus 330 at home against the Flyers. The Islanders, minus 190 in Buffalo. You have Calgary, minus 270 at home against the Blue Jackets. Colorado, minus 250 at home against the Stars. Uh, Other games, the Oilers playing the second out of a back-to-back will be at the Kings. L.A. is minus 140. The Predators, minus 135 at home against the Capitals. The Rangers, minus 150 at home against the Bruins. Uh, I would look at the heavy favorites. Now, we know the incredible record 
that road favorites have been on this season, heavy road favorites. And the Blues, Lightning, uh, they would uh, they would both qualify for that betting trend. Um, as far as the other favorites, Calgary. Calgary's been playing good hockey lately. Uh, this is a team that has won one, two, three, four, five, six straight games, eight of their last ten, and is just in good form scoring as well. Look at the goals scored in their last several games. Five, five, six, four, four, seven, six. So they are scoring a lot of goals. Calgary is a team that we should probably look out for. Uh, they will be against the Blue Jackets. Total in that game is six. Uh, the Blues at the Senators. Blues are much better than the Senators. They should win this game. Uh, the Lightning, same thing, much better than the Devils. They should win. Although Tampa sometimes is a little confusing to me. You know, they they uh, they they lose games that they should win. Um, you know, they played Colorado tough, uh, but then they struggled against uh, Arizona. You know, Arizona, that game to me, that should have been a Tampa Bay blowout. Arizona stinks. Tampa takes a 2-0 lead. Then they take a 3-1 lead. They allow, um, you know, the the uh, the Coyotes to score. Then they take a 4-2 lead, and they allow a goal with two minutes left in the game. So it's 4-3. So I got burned on that one. I had Tampa Bay minus a goal and a half. Uh, at New Jersey, the road trip continues. I would um, bank on Tampa to uh, to win this hockey game. So if you're looking at the heavy road favorites, well, just the heavy favorites in general, it feels like there's like a money line parlay in here that might pay out a decent amount. If you take the Penguins at home against the Flyers, Lightning on the road against the Devils, Blues, well, let's not do the Blues in here for a second because they're down to minus 185. So we only want to go with the the heavy ones here. Colorado and Calgary. That is a four-team money line parlay plus 253. If we include St. Louis in there, goes up to plus 445. But I'll do you one better. I look at this... um, I look at some of these matchups here, and I think there are opportunities to either bet teams to win in regulation or bet the puck line if you get some good value. For instance, the Tampa Bay Lightning are minus, what I say they are, minus 265, but they're minus 105 on the puck line. Now, Calgary would be the team that I would look at here just because of the amount of scoring that they've been doing lately. Columbus, meanwhile, they come in winners of three straight. Um, They haven't, uh, they, I guess they did score a couple of goals. They just lost eight to four to Florida a couple of games ago, uh, but they beat Montreal two to one. Uh, they, this is a, a long road trip for them. This is their fourth straight road game. You know, looking at Calgary, and as good as they've been playing, the amount of scoring that they've been uh, doing, they are minus 
255 for the game, but minus 110 on the puck line. And then you got Colorado against Dallas. Colorado is also minus 110 on the puck line, and we all know how good the Avalanche are. I mean, this is this team is a machine, right? I mean, you're looking right now at the NHL standings. You have Colorado overtaking now Florida for the lead in points, the lead for the President's Trophy. They have 72 points on the season. They're 34-8-4. and I mean, think about that. They've won 38 of, right? No, 34, 34, excuse me, 34-8-4. So they've won nine of their last 10 games. This is the best team in hockey right now. I think it's Colorado and Minnesota in the West. And, you know, Calgary, who's won six straight games, eight of their last ten, definitely has a chance to do something special. In the East, it's Florida. It's maybe, you know, Pittsburgh's coming on strong now. They've won three straight games. But really, Florida's 23-3 and at home this year. Colorado, meanwhile, at home, 21-2-2. and I would go Colorado on the puck line against the Stars. Dallas this season has uh, a minus four goal differential. On the road, they're 8-12-1. And, and over their past couple of games here, they just lost to Colorado at home 4 to nothing. So it looks like a... Um, a uh, Looks like a rematch game, but this is a team that just won four to nothing over Dallas. Don't see any reason why this one will be any different, especially with Nathan McKinnon back um, as he came back in and, and he actually had an assist in that game against Dallas. So that's where I'd look right now. And, and if you're looking at the futures in the NHL, let's see. Yeah, Colorado is plus 475 to win the Cup. Florida plus 700. Tampa plus 700 to win the West. You have Colorado plus 200. Calgary plus 1,000. I don't hate that sprinkle. I'm still on Minnesota. I think Minnesota's great. Um, Minnesota plus 800 to me seems like an interesting future bet in the NHL Western Conference. Let's talk Olympics here. Coming up this morning... 8, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You have the rematch of a game that we saw a couple of days ago. Canada against China. This time, it is an elimination game. Last time, it was the last game of the group stage. Canada lost to the United States, meaning that they needed the win to possibly get a bye, but also just improve their seating. They beat... China five to nothing, so they did cover the four. They, the line was set at four and a half. The line is once again at four and a half, and the four and a half for Canada is minus one thirty-five. I'm laying it. I think Canada wins this game. Same. It's going to be like a five nothing, six nothing type game, seven to one maybe. Um, hopefully, it's not just a five nothing game and it's a sweat. 
Hopefully Canada can get a uh, a sixth goal in there. But I think what's going to happen is because it's an elimination game, Canada comes out fast, and they might put up three goals in the first period. And then you're just going through the motions here for the second and third period, just trying to you know see what the final score is going to be. Maybe Canada chips in a couple of more goals, you know, one goal in each period, and we see them win five nothing. But hopefully, it's going to be more than five nothing. But I think it'll be three nothing after the first period, and we're going to have a really good shot to cover this one. Canada minus four and a half against China coming up eight ten a.m. Eastern time. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. It's the Look Ahead here on Vsin. This is the Look Ahead on Vsin, the sports betting network. a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. A lot of conversation about the Super Bowl and everyone's still reacting to what we saw on Sunday. And I know floating around online was a lot of uh, images and videos of potential missed calls, for, for instance, a false start maybe on the Rams. Uh, there was maybe an offsides on Aaron Donald. Of course, the missed face mask call on uh, T. Higgins uh, with uh, Jalen Ramsey. And yes, the possible, uh, you know, the calls that were made at the end there with the holding, the defensive holding and the pass interference. I've seen a lot of people talk about the officiating. The officials let him play for the most part. For the majority of that game, they didn't throw any flags. And that false start that they didn't call, it was it was close. I thought maybe there was, you know, I thought Trey Hendrickson might have been off sides. But he moved when the offensive lineman moved. So he got a great jump on the snap, actually. If anything... The offensive, uh, the offensive lineman starting fast actually helped Trey Henderson get a better jump on that play. But yes, people want to talk about the uh, maybe Aaron Donald lined up off sides on the third and one, which he stopped Samaj P. Ryan. Um, I think maybe we should be talking about why Joe Mixon didn't carry the ball and why Samaj P. Ryan did or why they didn't try to run the ball on second down and and then maybe, you know, pass it on third, and then you could pass it again on fourth. Uh, and also, the video that Bengals fans don't want to see on that fourth down play where Aaron Donald pressured Joe Burrow and forced Burrow to just throw it, and he came oh so close to Samaj P. Ryan. I actually fell maybe like two yards away from him. Jalen Ramsey fell down on that play. And Jamar Chase was beyond wide open. He would have walked in for the game-winning touchdown. (laughs) 
just crazy if, if he had another second of time and Aaron Donald wasn't already wrapping him up. Aaron Donald should have been the Super Bowl MVP. With all due respect to Cooper Cup. There's been a lot of people who have said this on social media. And it makes sense, but it also is dumb. Apparently, and this is something that we've kind of known about for a little while, but the 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 voters, and it, there's no set amount of voters. Basically what happens is you get um, the NFL collects votes from a bunch of the media members that are in attendance there. And maybe some of the writers that are covering the game don't get their vote counted. There was one reporter, and and I I apologize for not getting her name. I I saw the tweet. Uh, She voted for Aaron Donald. She submitted her vote after the final play when he got the tackle on Samaj P. Ryan on the third down, and then he got the, the pressure of Joe Burrow on fourth down. However, a large portion of the votes were already submitted, and they were probably submitted after the Rams took the lead. So Cooper Cup completes the drive where him and Stafford just seemingly connect on every play. And at that point, the he scores the touchdown with a minute 25 left. And at that point, you know his numbers are settled. Even though he didn't even go over his receiving prop. But he had the 92 yards. He had the two touchdowns, the eight catches, and was unstoppable on that final drive. Got the game-winning touchdown. So at that point, you hand in your votes. Totally ignoring what Aaron Donald did on that final drive. It's just silly. Because you make the you can make the argument that he was the most important player in that game. And yes, maybe there's something to the whole Cooper Cup thing because of Odell Beckham Jr. getting hurt. Because yes, that game changed when OBJ went out. And the offense was completely stagnant. Couldn't get anything going on the ground. Cam Akers had done nothing. And, you know, it was a struggle for Matthew Stafford. It really was. But then that final drive, knowing that Van Jefferson was giving you nothing, knowing that Kendall Blanton was already out of the game, and you're down to your third-string tight end, Bryson Hopkins, knowing that Ben Skoranek can't be trusted because he had a ball go through his hands for an interception, and this is after in the NFC Championship game where he drops a wide-open touchdown. And Cooper Cup, in that moment, stepped up. And on that final drive, it was Stafford to Cup. Stafford to Cup. Stafford to Cup. And there was even that running play on a fourth and one 
with about five minutes left, they run a jet sweep, and Cup gets the first down. So yes, besides Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup was the most important player on that final drive. But overall in that game, with the amount of pressure that was put on Joe Burrow, with the way that he came through at the end to not even give the Bengals a chance to attempt a game-tying field goal and send the game into overtime? No. He got in there and pulled Samaj P. Ryan back from getting a first down, and then he got in there and did not allow Joe Burrow the opportunity to throw the ball to possibly the wide-open Jamar Chase for the game winner. Aaron Donald should have been the MVP last night. But now you're talking about the future. And what does the future hold for this Rams team? Will Aaron Donald be back next season? Will Sean McVay be back next season? Will Odell Beckham Jr. be back next season? Yeah. I mean, if they are, it's great. You know, you got Stafford will be back. Cup will be back. If Donald doesn't retire, he's under contract. He'll be back. Jalen Ramsey will be back. So the foundation's there. If everyone comes back here. Plus, you look at the landscape of that division, and it's nothing but question marks, right? I don't know what to expect from the 49ers, especially if they turn the reins over to Trey Lance, and he's now their starting quarterback. I don't know what to make of the the, the Seahawks. They're still in a funk. And the Cardinals? Is the Kyler Murray stuff true? He, he, he denied it. But I, I don't know. Who knows what's going on with that division? But I will say this. The NFC is absolutely wide open. There is no dominant team in the NFC, especially if Aaron Rodgers does not return to the Green Bay Packers. Rodgers is gone. Brady is gone. That division, that that conference is anybody's to take. Which is why I believe it'll be easier for the Rams to get back to the Super Bowl than the Cincinnati Bengals who might not even win their own division next year. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R We'll take a look at what we have coming up here on Tuesday and the rest of this week. It's all coming up next. You can follow us all on the network at VSIN Live. This is the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. And speaking of coast-to-coast hoops, Greg Peterson joined me earlier here on the program, and we talked about some of the games here on Tuesday in the top 25. Uh, He likes Tennessee, who is a one-point favorite at home against Kentucky, number 16, Tennessee, at home against number four, Kentucky. Uh, He likes taking the points with Wake Forest. Wake Forest at number nine, Duke. Duke is laying 10.5. So if you can get the uh, 10.5 or maybe 11 points with Wake Forest, uh, it could be a single-digit game there. Uh, Number 10, Villanova, minus 4.5 at number eight, Providence. He likes the Wildcats of Villanova to cover that one. Uh, Indiana. Unranked Indiana is minus three and a half at home against number 15, Wisconsin. Uh, He likes the Hoosiers to cover that one at home. And then number 22, Wyoming, minus five and a half at New Mexico. Uh, He likes the Cowboys of Wyoming to cover that one in Albuquerque. Uh, On your NBA schedule, some of the games that intrigue me here on Tuesday uh, we got the Miami Heat at home, three and a half point or two and a half point favorites, excuse me, uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. Like this Miami Heat team a lot. Um, the Grizzlies, that would probably be my best bet. The Grizzlies at home, uh, on the road, excuse me, three and a half point favorites at the Pelicans. Now, the Pelicans are playing better basketball. The trade deadline has helped them. They are a better team right now. The addition of C.J. McCollum has made them a better team. They just upset the Raptors 120-90. to McCollum scored 23 points. Valanciunas had 18. Brandon Ingram had 10 points. Uh, so this is a, a team that is starting to maybe come together here after the trade deadline especially with the promise of possibly getting Zion back. Who knows what's going to happen with this team. However, playing the second night of a back-to-back 
against a team like Memphis that plays at such a pace. They're a high-energy team. They get up and down the court. Uh, I just don't think the legs will be there on the second out of a back-to-back, especially with the All-Star break coming up. I like the Grizzlies in this one. Plus, I just love watching them, so I'm going to be all over the Grizzlies. Uh, Suns are heavy favorites, 12.5 at home against the Clippers. I expect them to take care of business there. Uh, the Bucks um, haven't heard anything about Giannis against the Pacers. He did not play uh, in their game here on Monday night. Mm, don't uh, He don't know. He was out with a sore ankle uh, <laughs> when the, uh, the Bucks lost to the Blazers. Let's see. Don't know if he is going to play here in the game against the Pacers. Um, all Mike Budenholzer said was, quote, he's not ready to go tonight. This is before the game. He's not anything more than that, or it's not anything more than that. We'll see how he feels tomorrow. I think it's very short-term. So, safe to say that Giannis uh, <laughs> will probably be on the court here. Although, maybe they decide to give him a, a break. Give him a little bit of a rest. The Bucks will play uh, this game against the Pacers. Uh, and then they will play Thursday against the Sixers on TNT. That's the last game before the uh, All-Star break. And then they don't play again until next Saturday, the 26th. So I guess that's a long break from All-Star Sunday to the following Saturday. So maybe you don't have to give him uh, extra time. Especially because you're probably going to play him against Philadelphia. So maybe we'll see Giannis. They're heavy favorites, though. Uh, as 11-point favorites at home. I'm going to be on the DeMar DeRozan MVP train. This is something we talked about here tonight. Our very own Jonathan Von Tobel agrees. This guy is on a historic run right now for the Bulls. So we're talking six straight games, 35 points or more on 50% or better shooting from the field. That's unbelievable. It's only happened... Twice in NBA history and by one man, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain was also the guy who they had to change the rules of the game before. They invented three seconds in the key. They invented goaltending. (laughs) All because of his ability and being so big and so athletic at the rim. So (laughs) if... On Wednesday against the Sacramento Kings, DeMar DeRozan has another game of 35 or more points on 50% or better shooting. He's in a class of his own. And it's absolutely unbelievable. His odds to be the MVP have dropped down to minus, to plus 4,000 now. And that's still incredible value because when you consider everything he's done this season, there's no reason or no real explanation why he should be outside of the top five favorites to be the most valuable player. Embiid's your favorite. Nikola Jokic is next. Giannis, Curry, John Morant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, then DeRozan. DeRozan should be ahead of Booker and Paul. Right there with John Morant. Maybe ahead of John Morant. The analytics say so as well. 
as he is just having that type of season for the Bulls. The, uh, the Bulls will be back in action. When do they play again? Because this is a team that has won four straight games. Uh, they're playing pretty good. Like I said, Wednesday night against Sacramento, and that should be it for them uh, before the All-Star break. Um, yeah, they'll return from the break Thursday the 24th at home against Atlanta. So I will be on the Bulls against Sacramento. Now, Sacramento just lost to the Nets, and they got beat bad. This is a new-look Nets team that was playing their first game together, right? Seth Curry, Andre Drummond playing their first game as members of the Brooklyn Nets, and they came together and they beat a team in Sacramento that was starting to put some things together. They had won three of their last four. You, know, you get DeMontis Sabonis, and, and, and you're starting to feel okay about yourself, even though Halliburton's a better player. But uh, you start to feel okay about yourself, and they lose to the Brooklyn Nets 109-85. Uh, so I will take the Bulls against the Sacramento Kings here. This is going to be an interesting week, though. As I mentioned, it's it's the last week before the All-Star break. You got to wonder how these teams are going to play out the strings here over the first half. Some might already just be looking ahead to this break. You know, just, hey, just get me through the next couple of days. Just get me through the next couple of days. Because they'll have the All-Star break. And then, you know, after this weekend, they'll even have a couple more days off. Uh, until they play again next week. So an extended break for these uh, players that pretty much are all looking forward to it. They need it. They're Yeah, they'll be excited for the All-Star festivities, the players that will go to Cleveland. But for the rest of them, they're going to take this time off and enjoy it. So we'll see which teams actually play hard and which teams are just playing out the strings here of the first half. The favorites, despite a bad day, on Monday, are still on a very good run since last Saturday. It's now 44 and 14. 44 wins, 14 losses, and I think two pushes against the number since last Saturday. It's, this was the first day in an eight, nine-day span that the underdogs did better than the favorites. Will that trend continue, or will it revert back to the favorites that we've seen over the past eight days? Uh, that's what we will find out here on Tuesday. Uh, once again, coming up here, 8, 10 a.m. Eastern time, give me Canada minus four and a half goals against China, men's Olympic ice hockey. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Follow us all on the network at VSIN Live. This is the look ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. The... 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.